Hello, and welcome back to MacCast, a podcast from the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. I'm Dr. Lauren Vicker. We are in week three of online classes during the coronavirus pandemic, and today we hear from some Fisher athletes. With 24 Division III varsity sports available, over 25% of our full-time undergraduates play a sport at Fisher. So how has the closing of the campus, the move to online classes, and the cancellation of sports midway through the spring semester affected these students? Joining us today are four Fisher athletes. Emily Drake is a senior on the women's lacrosse team. Dylan McCoy is a senior on Fisher's crew team. Lindsay Murray is a senior on the women's softball team. And Jake Riley is a junior on the men's lacrosse team. Welcome to you all and thanks for being here. So I'd like to start out um, by talking to the seniors and ask you a little bit about how you found out you were gonna be going to online classes and then how it was gonna be impacting your season. Emily, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your experience? So um, I was actually down in the um, Student Life Center and everything was up in the air. Our coach had texted us and said, come down, bring a bag and, and pretty much get everything out of your locker. This was after we had um, been notified that we were moving out that Thursday. So this was um, that Friday. She had pretty much just said, we might come back in two weeks, but just get everything out anyway, just in case we don't. Um, and then within the next two hours, Bob Ward had notified her that our season was canceled. And we were all, I got a, a notification from Syracuse.com actually before my coach could tell me, um, which was unfortunate. But I was with my team in the locker room. And we pretty much knew it wasn't like if it was going to happen, it was more of when it was going to happen. Um, and so I was with my team and we w went into the film room and our coach just went in. We all just sort of cried together. You found out about it at the same time, like classes were canceled. You were going to have to move out of the dorm and your season had been canceled. Yeah, it was like a triple whammy, just like a smack in the face. Oh, so Dylan, I know that um, this was the first time that the rowers had a chance to go on a spring break trip and you had just returned. So tell us about what happened with your team. Yeah, so I kind of knew once we got back from spring break that this was going to happen. Um, I wasn't surprised at all. I was all week like mentally preparing myself for this. And my coaches, they were doing their best just to be optimistic. But like deep down, I knew that we're going to like classes are going to get canceled and sports are going to get canceled. Um, so on our last day of practice, I knew just like a part of me knew that like, this is my last time ever practicing for the team. Um, so that was kind of emotional for me during the practice um, because I just knew deep down that like, this is going to be the last practice. Um, and then when we got the email, I, I wasn't shocked but I also kind of was shocked too at the same time, like I was preparing myself for it. But now that it was a reality kind of hit me hard. Um, so that day was kind of emotional. And especially since I was in Washington DC this past fall, so I didn't row it all this year. Um, I was really looking forward to having a last season. So that also kind of stung, but I wasn't surprised about what happened. 
Yeah, I'm surprised, but it still hurts when it happens. So, yeah, yeah. So, Lindsay, tell us, did you have a similar experience with the softball team? Um, yeah, so when we found out that the seasons um, were going to be canceled, we were actually in a team meeting to kind of address how we were going to move forward. Um, so we were sitting in the larger classroom in the SLC. Um, we had gone in and cleaned out our lockers beforehand because um, just like Emily, we had been given pretty much the same rundown of we could be back in two weeks, um, but just take your stuff now. We had to turn in all of our practice gear and everything um, because we came back from spring break later than everybody. So we came back on Monday and all of this happened on Thursday. <laughs> so Thursday or Friday. So we'd only been back for like three, four days at that point. Um, so we had to turn in all of our like practice stuff. Um, and then we had a team meeting, which was super emotional. I mean, I'm the only senior on the team, so it was definitely, like, it was emotional for everybody else, but it was more emotional for me um, by far, I think, just knowing that, like, it was all over, um, but we were in the middle of our meeting kind of, like, talking through how uh, plans were working to kind of, like, progress into the whole online phase and what we were going to do as a team and how we were going to stay active and things um, that we were going to get. Um, and then Bob Ward came in and told us uh, basically what happened. And then um, Jim Grant, the athletic trainer, read us the NCAA's press release. Um, and then we all just kind of sat there and we hung out for a little bit, cried, talked about the trip and like the things like that we we're looking forward to for the season. Um, Cause we went into the season unranked and we came out of our spring break trip ranked in the top 20. So it was kind of, it was kind of a big sting, um, especially since we had been going so well and knowing that we were supposed to have our first conference game in like two days. It, so it definitely hurt a lot more um, than I thought it was going to, even though I was like mentally preparing myself for it to happen idea for the um, team video that was made because um, it was on Fisher Athletics and all over social media that you guys made some remote video clips clipping together. <laughs> yeah so we had we kind of took the idea from a couple other teams that had done it um, and then we just kind of like obviously like put our own spin to it um, and then obviously like it's become more and more popular for more and more teams and stuff to do it but we were kind of one of the not the first one, but in the group of like the first wave of videos to come out of people doing it, which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it was very neat. So, so Jake, talk a little bit about the men's lacrosse team. Where were you guys in your season when this happened? So we actually were, it was Wednesday. We were at Union College. Um, Union was the number seven team in the country. We were ranked um, in the top 20 as well. Um, and we went up there and we really didn't know what was going to happen. Our coach talked to us a little bit before the game and said that, you know, um, don't don't take anything for granted. Don't take this game for granted and leave it all on the field because you never know what's going to happen. It could be our last game of the season. Um, so I think going into that game, we were we had a little chip on our shoulder saying we didn't want to go out on a loss if we were going to go out. Um, but we really it, – it, it struck us pretty deep because our team is one of the closest teams you'll ever, you'll ever see. The guys are so close and – even the idea that we weren't going to be playing against or playing with each other um, anymore kind of kind of hurt us. And I think that that thought kind of hurt us in the game. We were more focused on the fact that maybe this is our last game than focused on winning. So we we lost that game, which was tough. 
Um, and our coach after the game said um, he's not really sure what's going to happen. Um, and we, we talked about it for a little bit, but nothing really came up. And then Thursday, which was that next day, um, all the stuff came out on NCAA, like their press release on Instagram and Twitter um, about them canceling the season and stuff like that. Um, and we were, we were just heartbroken. Our coach sent us a big text that we all went over to his house actually for a barbecue that Friday night just to have like one last little um, hang out with all the guys. Um, it was great. He cooked some food for us and got some food. Um, and we all just got to hang out and all the seniors were in tears crying. And it was one of the hardest things to watch because you, you play with those guys for, for three years like me and seeing them go out like that is something that sucks. And it's, it's lucky for some guys that want to come back for the fifth year of eligibility that the NCAA is granting all the seniors. Um, so hopefully some guys do that, but it really was, it was heartbreaking to watch them all. The, the seven or eight of my best friends um, go out like that. So it was definitely tough, but um, we still have the same mindset throughout this, this little break, working hard and hopefully getting back for uh, next season. So did you have a chance to talk to any of the guys from Union about this? Like, because they must have been going through a lot of uncertainty as well. Yeah. Um, so it, it was like through, through the line at the end of the game, we weren't even allowed to, to shake hands with the other team. We had to fist bump each other with our gloves on um, because everyone was like preparing for kind of preparing for the worst. Um, so throughout the line, and I have a couple of buddies on the team who I talked to after about how crazy it was that our seasons could end like this. Um, so that was tough to hear. And then we heard, I think it was a couple of days after we found out that um, one of the union staff members had, was, had the coronavirus pandemic. So, or the coronavirus uh, virus. So that was tough to hear because we didn't know who he was or where we stood with that. So it just, it just stunk to hear that, you know, those guys had, were going to have a great season as well as us. They were, you know, a top 10 team. We were in the top 20. So um, it just stinks that our seasons were, were uh, cut short because we really had, both teams had some great potential to, to go somewhere. Yeah. So all four of you are from outside of the Rochester area. Do you, Emily, you mentioned cleaning out your locker, but I'm wondering if any of you, do you still have things to get at Fisher or things to get from the SLC? Because I realized that nobody told the faculty and staff to clean out our lockers. So I've got a bunch of stuff down in, in the Student Life Center locker room. Um, I luckily made the decision to move all my stuff out. I know the email they sent out said you can leave some stuff at school if you want, or you can leave all of it. Um, just bring home like the essentials that you use for two weeks. And then in, in the two weeks when that comes, if you guys come back, you won't have to move everything back in. Um, but I sort of had a feeling, I mean, the world like crap was hitting the fan. So I sort of had a feeling that we weren't going to be going back. Um, some colleges had even just said online classes for the rest of the semester before that point in time. So I, I just, I said, mom, I really think I just want to get all my stuff out because it was painful enough being a senior to like have to just leave campus and not be able to thank all the professors and what they've done for me and like say bye to all my friends and stuff. I didn't want to have to go through that for a second time. Um, so I, I, I made the decision to move my stuff out, but I know a lot of people still have stuff on campus and they can't get it right now because campus is closed. So I'm lucky. Yeah, it's the same for Emily. I, I live three and a half hours away and I knew once they sent that email that we weren't going to come back from campus just because how things were progressing. Mm -hmm. So I just moved all my stuff out just because I knew that the school would probably end up closing and also it'd be very hard to 
while the school was closing to move to drive all the way back out to Fisher to move all my stuff out again. So I just took everything home with me the first time. Right, right. I, I did the same thing. I moved everything out pretty much knowing between um, the friends that I have at different schools and everything that had already transitioned to online classes for the rest of the semester. I knew uh, we weren't far to follow. So I just, it was easier. Um, it was a little less painful knowing that I didn't necessarily have to come back. Um, but in the long run, it was just easier to be able to do that. Jake, did you bring your stuff back or you know you're going back to Fisher in the fall, so? Uh, yeah, so I know I'm going back, but I, I also like took most of my stuff out. Um, I lived off, I live off campus. Uh, I have a house in Rochester. Um, with some of the guys on the team. So we left our stuff there for a little bit, kind of just hoping that, you know, we could go back, maybe shoot a little bit or play some more catch on the turf for a couple more times. Um, but it was, it, there was no worse feeling than seeing those seniors move out of their lockers and take their name tags off. Um, cause the locker room is the time where you bond with the guys and, um, you really just make memories and seeing those guys leave the locker room for one for like the last time. Um, it, it was heartbreaking. Um, but you know, the guy, like the juniors, we, we kept some of our stuff in there hoping that we could go back down and play some catch, but that ended pretty quickly. So we had to take most of our stuff out and hand in our, our, some of our clothes and our helmets and stuff like that back to the equipment room, which was a horrible feeling. And, and it really it hurt all of us. So all of you have been athletes for a long time. Obviously you were pretty active in high school as well as going into college. Um, so did you like abruptly stop working out? Or are you still getting up every morning and working out um, just because that's your habit? Or how do you feel about that? Anybody can take that. <laughs> so I, for the past four years, I've been so used to getting up at 5 a.m. to work out. And I actually have a rowing machine in my basement. Um, so I'm somebody who likes routine and, and keeping a schedule. So I've been getting up early every morning just to go on the rowing machine, um, just to have like some sense of normalcy. Um, so that I've, I've definitely been uh, maintaining the fitness and also getting up early to work out. Yeah, so um, I can kind of speak a little bit for us as like a team, but we started the new um, kind of personal training workout program that the athletic department has enrolled in. Um, so we're still getting, um, like we're still getting workouts in, um, individually, uh, doing things like individual glove work and still being able to do individual T work kind of things. Um, I know is more pertinent for some of the other girls, uh, right now and being able to do that stuff, um, and having other people to be able to do it with. Um, but we're still doing, and we're doing weekly check-ins, um, kind of just to see where we're all at with like workouts and stuff too. So you're staying in touch with your teammates, um, virtually? Yeah, we have yeah. a team meeting every Saturday morning. We have team meet, um, team meeting every Saturday morning. What about the women's lacrosse team, Emily? So we have a big Snapchat group that we are all in. Um, we don't meet on Zoom like uh, the softball team. That's a good idea though. I should try to get that going. Um, but the Snapchat group will oftentimes send a screenshot of like one of them running a mile. Um, I do it. I think one of the girls who has been injured for two years, um, she, she had finally run like her normal timed mile um, this 
past week, I want to say, and it was six minutes. Um, and so she was so proud of that and she shared that and that was really motivating. So we've been, we haven't been working out as a team much. Um, but I know a lot of my teammates are going, well, it was, it's not allowed anymore, but they were going to their high school turf and shooting or running or, um, things along those lines. And I I feel like we've all just sort of been running, doing some ab workouts. Um, but just minimal things because you can't really leave where you don't have any equipment. Right. Right. That makes it difficult. Yeah. So Jake, how about you? You have to stay in shape, right? Yeah. So I know for, for a lot of this, so we actually just started this new uh, strength and conditioning program that our coach sent out. It's a, it's an app um, that he got through the, I think is the, is the RIT hockey or strength. Yeah. RIT hockey strength and conditioning coach. Um, So we got this whole new strength and conditioning workout plan through him that, we all had to do a waiver and sign up for. Um, I'm not sure how many of the seniors, because I know we just had our uh, end of the year evaluation meetings um, over FaceTime with our coach. Um, so I don't know who said they're coming back or what, but um, for most guys that are coming back, we have an, a new workout plan that's um, a six-week workout plan. It's five days a week um, over the app. And um, it's really important for the guys coming back because one of our main things as a team is to hold each other accountable and kind of trust your teammates that they're doing the things to stay on track. Um, but we had, you know, a few weeks to, to lay low and stay with our families and stay healthy. Um, but it's, it's about time that we, that we get back to work and, um, start grinding for the next season. So yeah, it's going well for the guys. We have, um, check-ins start next week for, you can go right on the app and see how many guys are doing it and making sure everyone's doing it right. Um, so yeah, I mean, the strength and conditioning program should help and help us get ready for uh, next season. Right, right. Okay. So I've got um, a last question for the seniors. I'm wondering, they talked about graduation, maybe instead of being canceled, being postponed. Will you come back if there's a celebration of all your accomplishments? Um, ideally, I would love to. It really depends on when they plan. I don't know how long it'll be postponed. Um, I mean, I don't think it's indefinitely postponed at this point until further notice just because of the severity it keeps getting worse at least here in Syracuse um so I it really depends on where I am at uh what I'm doing I feel like I have an internship left um to complete and I feel like I'm not gonna be able to complete the internship if graduation can't happen so I should be able to attend uh, whenever that is, I, w- I would do a lot to make that work. I know my parents were looking forward to me walking the stage um, and, and celebrating everything from the past four years. So hopefully I will be able to attend. I'm planning on it. Okay. And you're a sport management major, and where is your internship set up? I don't have it set up yet. It's uh, I was going to do it in the summertime, and so everything is just sort of awry right now. I don't even... I don't even know if I can apply. Nobody's hiring right now. This whole sport industry is shut down. So that's what I've told all my students, even for places that are still open. You know, it's really hard to get, um, you know, people are focused on their own work and it's hard to get an internship interview even. So, right. You're going to have to use Zoom to interview. And even then, Mm -hmm. it's just weird. And Lindsay, you're in the same. Um, situation, correct? You're also sport management. Yep, Yep. I'm also sport management. Um, So again, in the same boat as Emily, looking at doing um, an internship 
Um, luckily, kind of the path that I'm on has me doing, has me applying for a research-based internship um, because I'm a legal studies major as well. So it kind of follows what I'll be doing um, in the future. Um, granted, legal research is different, but it's still research and learning a lot of the same skills. Um, so I still have the opportunity to apply for it um, just because a lot of it can be done remotely. Um, but the plan is, is to come back for graduation. Um, I'm actually, uh, staying in Rochester with a family member right now, just because it was easier and a little bit more convenient. And I knew, um, that I'd actually be able to focus a little bit more if I were up here, kind of like I'm still at school, kind of the, definitely the plan is, uh, for, to be back for graduation for sure. Cause it's definitely something big that I think my parents would be a little upset if I decided I'm just not going to go. And then law school is also in your future? Yeah, so um, I actually decided that I'm going to come back for another year, uh, stay at Fisher for another year, um, and I'm going to get my MBA because um, I've always wanted my MBA as well as, as, well as my law degree. Um, so I'm going to get my MBA first and then move on to law school from there. So you'll be taking advantage of another year of eligibility then? I haven't 100% decided yet um, if I will um, or not, but I think I think a lot of it's going to depend on what my schedule looks like um, and what the time commitment between grad school and undergrad, the difference is going to look like. Um, but it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility, and it's probably more likely than not that I'll take advantage of it. Like it from here anyway. So Dylan, uh, what's up next for you? Yeah, so I'll definitely be coming back to Rochester for graduation. My looking for my hunting for jobs right now is totally paused because all the offices are shut down and no one's really looking to hire. Um, and it would be really hard to move all the way down to Washington, DC right now with everything going on. So I'm kind of just staying put for a little bit, but I, I'll definitely make it back to Fisher for graduation. Very good. Okay, well, Emily Drake, Dylan McCoy, Lindsay Murray, Jake Riley, thank you all so much for joining us today on MacCast, and good luck to you, whatever the future is going to be holding. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. MacCast is a production of the Department of Media and Communication at St. John Fisher College. Listen on SoundCloud or subscribe on Apple Podcasts and like us on social media so others can find and enjoy these conversations. Jenna Ferrari is our audio producer. Our original theme music was composed and performed by Dr. Joseph Lopicaro. Jordan Proietti designed our logo. Cecil Felton is our executive producer. And I'm Lauren Vicker. Thanks for joining us. Please stay safe and well, and we'll see you next week.